Today's show is brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Go to AdamandEve.com right now and you'll get 50% off just about any item. All you have to do is enter the code word GLORY, G-L-O-R-Y, at checkout. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. From Glory Hole Studios in Chicago, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way, we bring... Now people have to go pee. You just... Seriously, people are going to stand up right now. You have no idea how many people right now have just... Okay. They had to, well, you don't have to pause the podcast. We you bring keep critical your, thinking. Skepticism. Keep your phones in. And put in urine. Your, <laughs> put, it in your, put it in your pocket and stand at the urinal. <laughs> That's outrageous. What are, you, are you going to eat cereal on their next show? Uh, here's what I wanted to yeah. do, though. I just wanted to, I wanted people to know that I'm drinking out of a citation needed mug that you can buy on our website right now. That's what? What website know. is that, Cecil? DissonancePod.com, the shop at the top. All you have to do is click it, and you could get your own citation needed mug soon. Coming soon, Cognitive Dissonance mugs. What? Yeah, so. Oh, my God. Run, don't walk. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> to that yep. website. To that website. What? And get yourself a mug or a shirt. Could they be open at Could this they? hour? <laughs> <laughs> do you remember the world had hours? I do. Cecil? I do. I do. The world used to cl- like you'd be like, oh, it's closed. You know, we were recording uh, uh coming up, there's a uh, recording of citation needed that's coming up and I'm not going to give away what the topic is because you know, why would I do that? Um, but you should uh, probably just listen to all yeah, those episodes. Just listen to them all. But and one of the citation needed episodes, we're talking about how it doesn't seem out of place that people would be filming something in 2001. Right. And, uh, we didn't have ubiquitous camera phones back then. <laughs> so it is. It you is know, you would have, you would have had right. to you yeah. would have had to go out and get an actual video camera, which was thousands of dollars at that time. When did when did camera phones become uh, really? I ubiquitous? don't remember having anything but uh like a like a flip camera phone type thing. Well, you could take like you potato take a, video. Yeah, that yeah, right. You know, where you're just like, yeah, I get I could take this for exactly four seconds because that's how much time I have on my thing. And it also looks like, you know, like it's fucking through a pinhole camera, you know, right. It through Vaseline. Was. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, like, there was nothing you could do with those pictures. Remember, like, you'd get a picture. Oh, yeah. I remember this. And then you'd be like, it'd be like, if I squint, it's either a Cinemax titty or a cat. You and don't then, know which. And then you'd have to, like, send it to yourself, but you never had data enough to do it. So right. you were just like. It always just, I guess it just stays on my phone as like a useless picture. I was like, even if you sent it to somebody, it would be like another shitty useless picture <laughs> that they could squint at. Like you couldn't, I remember, I remember being baffled when camera phones first came out thinking it was like useless. the weirdest thing yeah, to add useless. to your telephone. Yeah. And be yeah. like, why does my telephone need to have a camera in it? Yeah. And then I had one and it was like, this is the worst thing anyone's ever put yeah. in a device Back in ever. the day, they were terrible. And then they eventually got to be 
almost, if not better than most cameras. Are you confused about the economy? Unsure how it all works? Great. Just making sure, because there's no way we could have one of the fastest growing inequality rates in the world if you understood trickle-down economics. Trickle-down economics is when we let the rich piss on you and we tell you it's raining. This is a story from the LA Times. Column, trickle-down theory is a monstrous lie intended to justify the rich getting richer. Well, that's pretty much exactly what it yeah, what it says. Yeah, so let's talk yeah. about trickle down economics. Sure, sure. So um, it is the it is the bizarre, and if you say it out loud and and like tilt your head tilt like your a head. dog yeah, expecting like a, dog. a treat, yeah. it still doesn't make any sense. Right. It's the idea that if you give the wealthiest uh, job creators, remember that phrase? Yeah, job I creators? do remember that phrase. Um, if you give if you give tax cuts and incentives and other financial gimmies and giveaways sure. to the people at the top, financially at the top, what they're going to do is they're going to turn around and they're going to reinvest that money into the economy. Yeah. And, to, and to give the whole theory its credit, they're going to reinvest that money into the economy in ways that accelerate the economy. So they're going to invest in their widget factory. Yeah. And by investing, you know, somebody will have to buy a new machine and someone will get a job building that machine. And, you know, my company will now have a bigger machine. So I'll need employees yeah. to run the machine. And yeah. That's the idea. And and it would work um, if you gave money to people and then they spent it exclusively on items within the economy that were churn items, right? That 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 had um that that had money that got used up and then generated more money. Sure. Right. We know for certain that that's not the that case. That doesn't work like that. Yeah. What happens instead is when you give money, incentives, tax breaks, et cetera, to the folks at the very top. Most of it just gets kept by yeah. the folks at the very top sure. because they don't need that money. And so they don't spend on a needs basis. Yeah. And that's something that like, I, and I was thinking about like, why is it that, that, um, why is it we're duped by this idea? You know what I mean? Cause we're duped by this idea. Right. The 62 million people in the last election. Yeah. We're duped by yeah. this idea. And I, and I would venture to say that it's more than that. They just didn't get out to vote. Right. right? Yeah. And and we've been duped by this idea since Reagan. Sure. Right? Yeah. So this is an idea. And, and I think it's because if you're a regular person, you don't understand the idea of not spending your money. Yeah. So we are answering the wrong question. The, the question we're answering is, well, if I give money to the top, what will they spend it on? And you think that way if you're like me or like you. Yeah. Because if you give me money and you say, well, what are you going to spend that money on? I have an answer to that yeah. question. Yeah. If you give that money to Jeff Bezos, you say, what are you going to spend that money on? And he's going to say, why would I spend well, yeah, I my money? I don't need gonna, anything else. Yeah. I drive around in a whatever, you know, maybe he still drives around yeah. in his fucking Escort or whatever. But still, the idea is that he's spent all the money he needs to spend. Right. There's yeah. a finite amount of spending. Yeah. So what wealthy corporations, people, et cetera, what they do is they spend money on making more money. Yeah. That's where, the, and that's not the same thing as spending into the economy in a way that churns. Yeah. in a way that moves things throughout the economy. And I think we do this because like we genuinely, as regular working people, we don't understand the idea that you could have so very much wealth that that wealth doesn't do anything except for just generate more wealth. Right, right. Investing in stocks doesn't create more jobs, guys. No. It doesn't ever yeah. trickle down. Yeah. It fucking hovers around at the top. It fucking licks its finger and dances around the rim Absolutely. and never gets its way ne inside. Never gets inside. <laughs> never, never penetrates, so to speak. <laughs> um, you know, what's interesting is, is we, we hear that term trickle down and we say, okay, you're going to give X amount of money to those people at the top. 
And we expect that they're going to go back down to a break-even point, right? So let's say we give them $10 million in tax breaks. We automatically expect that they're going to say, okay, I'm going to reinvest this $10 million. Right. And that's not true. They don't, they don't bring themselves back down to the, to the level that they were at before they got the break. Right. They don't automatically right. say, well, I'm going to bring, you know, I got this great tax break from the government. The government gave me this tax break. It's a $10 million tax break. I know I'm just making up numbers right. here, but whatever I, it is, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. You don't say, okay, well then it's just, I'm just going to take that and I'm going to reinvest it into things that are going to help build the economy. You know, I'm going to reinvest it into my business. I'm going to do, right. no, they're already making money. They've already made this extra money that they're, you know, they're now getting from the government or the, you know, this, this, this entitlement program, let's call it what it is. Right. They're corporate getting, welfare. yeah, corporate welfare. They're getting this money. So they're not going back down to zero. They're only, they're, they're going to go back down to, they, they might not even go down at all. They might not spend it at all. Yeah. Dude, it's, it's, it's literally built into the terminology. Yeah. Why do you want a trickle? Yeah. Why would, why do you, why would you be satisfied with a trickle? At what point in your life, I don't care on what end of the equation you're at. At what point in your life are you looking at a trickle and like, that made me we're, happy. We're not all 80 with kidney stones. Right. You know, <laughs> where you're happy with a trickle. Right. You know? Yeah. Everyone wants a gusher. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> well, and and what and what do they do? Uh, you know, when we we have this economy and we we have had this economy for a long time. Yeah. Every single time the Republicans get in, they give huge tax cuts to the wealthy, and nothing happens to our economy except for it goes to shit, right? Because we basically clear cut all the programs that help people better themselves and get better jobs and be a smarter uh, of just a smarter economy in general. Right. We clear cut all that shit. And then we wonder why we're losing all these jobs overseas, et cetera. Why you're not the think tank you once yeah. were. You wonder why all that happens is because you cut all those programs out that helped us get to where we were before. But the other thing is, is that, you know, we also shame the poor all the time for wasting their money. Yeah. We say it all the time. We're like, oh, what the, what the fuck do you need an iPhone for? What do you need a flat screen TV for? What do you need? You know, why would you need to go on vacation? Why would you? So we judge the poor all the time for their money expenditures. We constantly do it, right? Right. But we never do the opposite. We never judge the rich for their, you know, for their non-expenditures of this money. We don't bother to say, right. well, we, put, we gave you money. Why aren't you putting it back into the economy? We don't say that to them. Instead, we're just like, no, it's fine. Yeah, no, that that's good. That's exactly what we should do. The reason why we put, we, we, we do that to the poor people is because we're all, we're all just sitting here waiting for the trickle, right? We're all (laughs) waiting for the trickle to happen. It's like, we're hyper individualistic about success. Right. Right. And like, we're hyper individualistic about blame stuff. It's like, we, what I was thinking as you were talking, it's like, we don't, we, we don't judge rich people at the same for, for not spending their money. Right. Cause it's like, well, they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. They can do whatever they want with it. Well, what about that poor person? Well, they can't do whatever they no. want with it, right? Yeah, and I'm going to drug test them. Right. Yeah. They, they, because that's some of that's mine, yeah. right? And, and that's the idea is like, well, I'm helping poor. Well, first of all, like the amount of money, like if you break down like how much of your actual taxes, if you're a regular person with a median income yeah. paying a regular tax, the amount of money that you paid that person yeah. specific, it's, it's, it's so de minimis that to even like think about it is insulting. Yeah. Right. Right. It's crazy. And it's also, it's like, it's your safety net too. Yeah. You just, yeah. you're just not using it right now. Like, I don't care who you are. Could be more income for you too. Yeah. But if we didn't give them that, that tax cut, then you might have more income. Right. right. So they are taking money from you too. Right. Yeah. Just as more than the fucking poor person. 
And like most of those fucking poor people are working. Yeah. They're working. Yeah. And like, they're not getting paid a livable wage and they're, and they're not getting paid a livable wage so that huge profits can go to these massive corporations who just keep the profit. Yeah. It never trickles oh, down no. to the worker. It's all it, about it. It always stays the top quarterly gains. Well, shareholders getting dividends. That's what it's about. It's well, about that. I, how are we fooled by this? I don't season? know. I, like, here's a real easy experiment. Take 10, take $10 million and give $10 million to one person or give split up $10 million, a hundred thousand people. Right. Everybody gets a thousand dollars, right? So we take $10 million on one hand and give it to one guy. And then you take that up and you give it a thousand dollars. Let's do the Andrew Yang moment, right? Where we say a hundred thousand people, we're going to split $10 million up between you all. We're going to each give you a thousand dollars. I'm telling you right now, most of that money, if you're giving away a thousand dollars to a regular people, I'll tell you what, I know you have a place for a thousand dollars. I, got, I, I know it. I have a place for a thousand dollars. I guarantee most of the people listening to us, if not all of the people listening to us, are not living in a, in a, in a, in a life where they can say, no, I would just, I don't know what I would do that. I just tuck it away. I just tuck it away or I wouldn't do anything with it or whatever. I'll buy stocks. Yeah. They're, they're most of the people listening to us would be like, I would pay that bill down or I would pay off that credit card or I would, I would maybe buy that TV. I had my heart set on from last year, or maybe I, you know, they would use that money. It's my car. I would use that money. I would buy insulin. That's like one insulin nowadays, but it's like, (laughs) like, but, but like, you know, you'd buy an insulin or whatever you would do with it. You would find a way to use that money. The ten million dollar person, even if it's you or me, right? I'm not spending ten million dollars. No. There's no way. Nope. You give me ten million dollars tomorrow, I'm gonna spend. I will spend, guaranteed. I'll spend like a little, almost certainly, kind of go a little crazy, but I would probably keep half of it hidden away in yep. bank accounts and places that it's not generating income for anybody but me. I would do that in a second. Yep. I wouldn't be like, no, uh, yep. Oh, I got twenty. Uh, time to go back down to zero. You're not going to spend it like your MC Hammer, no, right? You like, you're not yeah. going to go you're out. Gonna, you're not going to do that. Whatever happened to to the? And this is a little bit of an aside, but like, whatever happened to the idea that conspicuous consumption was a bad thing? Like, we we now like we we look at like the like the the ultra wealthy have a level of wealth at this point that is grotesque. Yeah by comparison to, and I don't want to compare it to the poor, right? But by comparison to the average. Yeah. Even if it's, I would say even above average people, even like high level executives and things like that in this country don't get paid. Like some of these CEOs and people who make a lot of money. I mean, some of these people make so much money. You can't even, you can't can't even think about the money. You can't imagine that amount of money. Like there there are people in, in this country who make so much money that their money sitting static in bad investment vehicles makes more than most people will ever make cumulatively in their lifetime. That's a true yeah, thing. Yeah. And not over a short term too. Right. Like, yeah. like over like, you know, a shorter term of, and they're not asking yeah. about the whole time of their life. Yeah. The, the, the dollars are just yeah. unbelievable. They're astronomical accumulation of wealth. And it's like, we used to see that and we would recognize the grotesquery of yeah, it. Yeah. And now there's like, there's a subculture that, that really looks at the conspicuous consumption, ultra wealthy. And we say like, we kind of have this like, isn't that cool kind of attitude around it. And it's like, yeah, that would be cool if everybody's ship was rising. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. We would, there would be room to have yeah. that like, 
yeah, a gold-plated Lamborghini in like a fucking diamond-studded cock cage sure. would be fucking sure. neat yeah. if everybody was like doing okay. But like almost everybody is a paycheck or two from bankruptcy. Yep. That's a true. Yep. Yeah. So like this idea that we still kind of like laud that hyper wealth, that we look at that as some kind of um, okay, like morally sure. okay thing for our society to create. And I want to be clear about that. It's morally okay to be rich. It is not morally okay to create a society that accumulates wealth in that way, yeah, right? right? Those are different things. Yeah. So I'm not condemning people who have yeah. in favor of, in an individual level. Yeah. But it used to be a grotesquerie. We yeah. used to recognize that. Yeah. And now it's like, it's kind of fashionable. It's fucking weird, man. Yeah, the, the amount of money that you're talking about too, we're not talking about like, just a regular, like wealthy person, right? Somebody who lives in a big house with a nice car. Right. We're talking about somebody who has so much money. Like we're talking about Bezos who has so much money that he probably couldn't spend it in a lifetime. A lot of these people are giving away half of their fortune because they just don't. And they're giving it to like, you know, nonprofits and whatnot. Right. They don't, they can't, they can't even use it. There's nothing they could do. They couldn't use it. Yeah. They wouldn't be able to. The worst part about this entire thing is that you know, we were talking about the 62 million or whatever who clearly believe this stuff. These are the type of people, though, that could be like knee deep in shit. And Trump would say it's a fucking rose garden. I know. And they'll believe it. They'll be like, no, this is this is good. This is the economy is strong is what they'll say, even though, you know, their tax cut. I know I got fucked on taxes and I know a lot of other yeah. people got fucked on taxes. But if you hear any of those people, they're never bringing that up. They're always just like, no, the economy is super strong. The economy is super strong. You know, the Dow can be at twenty seven thousand. That's OK, but it doesn't mean my paycheck got any bigger. The Dow has nothing to do with jobs. Yeah, it, doesn't, it has nothing yeah. to do with wages. Yeah. It has nothing to do with like my quality of life. Sure. You know, one of the things that I hear all the time and when this comes up, the opposite side will say things like, um, oh, you just want to take their money away. Oh, you just want to, you just, you know, you, you didn't make it. So you just want to pull it away from them. You don't want to, you know, you don't want right. to earn your money. You don't want to earn it. You just want to take it away from these other people. That's what they say all the time. They say it constantly. And I would argue that instead, what we should be doing is just having them pay their fair share because we have been giving them money. We, you know, we, they say, oh, you just want to take their money away from me, but, but they've been taking away from us yeah. by getting all these, these, this trickle down, this trickle down, it, it favors them when they say we want a trickle down government. We're saying we want to favor the rich people yeah. and make it easier for rich people to be rich and spend their money. That's what we're saying when we say that trickle down is the thing. So we're saying we've made it easier for them. I think all the rest of us are just saying, let's stop making it easy for them. Let's stop making it easy for them to have all this wealth and to keep accumulating it. Let's stop making it so easy that it, that they don't have to do anything to do it. Instead, they just pay their fair share yes. like everyone else does. Like, I'm okay with not taking taking $1 away from people that are rich, but like, I'd want to stop giving you my money. Yeah. Like, keep what you've got. You're already like staggeringly wealthy. Yeah. But, but I'd like to be done paying into yeah. that kitty now. And the $10 million thing that they talk about when you get to 10, you get $10 million a year and then you just start getting taxed like at 70%. You're spectacularly You're spe wealthy. You are so wealthy at that point. There's nobody yeah. that's good. There's that, that, that hits people hard, but it hits the right people hard. That's a lot of money a year. And that, yeah, right. Like that's 10 million in income. Yeah. Not 10 million in total assets. Yeah, it's not fucking capital gains. Right. No one, yeah. no one's saying like, oh, now you're worth 10 million. I'm taking 70. You're worth three. Yeah. What we're saying is like, at some point, making this much money 
every fucking a year, year is yeah. insane. Yeah. Like, and you're what you're doing. And there's a recognition too. I think that you're benefiting from the social and economic structures that we as a society have created. Yeah. And so you pay into those, right? Yeah. You could not have made this money in a vacuum. Don't pretend you're a yeah. fucking Island. Yeah. You make this money because you get to live here amongst us yeah. in this, in this country. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like, Oh, I, you know, I did it without any benefit of the, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's anyway, fucking garbage. Bullshit like you, anyway. you leverage, you yeah. leverage the roads and the infrastructure and the social programs yeah. and the economic policies. All of those things are how part of how you got rich within the system. So you owe the system. Yeah. The system that you leveraged, you owe it back. Yeah. A new worm is deleting not only the porn on people's hard drives, but all the porn on the internet entirely. We're now seeing live footage from downtown Boston where social order has completely broken down. I, I was only halfway done. <laughs> halfway done. All right, this story comes from the Raw Story. A Kentucky principal who tried to ban books over homosexual content busted for child porn. That's weird. That's it was clearly somebody else's. Somebody else's yeah, child. Somebody porn. else's child. Porn. Right. It had to be right. right. What you know, like, I when, when you when you think about like he should have he should have used the old excuse. My dog ate my, my child. Dog porn. ate my child. <laughs> <laughs> well, my dog should have eaten this <laughs> child porn. I'd be in a lot less trouble. Oh yeah, the principal is banning books. Yeah, this isn't only in Kentucky. Yeah, story, right. It sure right? is. It sure is. But, you can just tell, like, it has a twang to it. <laughs> you know, this story. Like, I would be surprised if you weren't fucking children in Kentucky. <laughs> The, the point of this article that I thought was really amusing was the guy's like giving child porn to someone else. Like yeah. the reason why he got caught was he giving porn away who gives porn. Away? I mean, I guess if it's like super illicit, maybe he's like in like a group of people that right. are like all yeah. creepy. But like, I thought to myself, I was like, I think when I was like 15 or 16, like you share with your friends, like, Oh, I got a nudie magazine, a magazine or whatever. Right. Yeah. yeah. But at a certain point that got real private. Like it was like, there wasn't like a moment where I was like, Hey, let me show you this new porn actress. I found like that. Nope. Especially like nope. once you go online and yeah. it's like, cause not like when it was a magazine, it's like, yeah. this is a magazine at fucking seven 11. I yeah, stole. You exactly. know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah. so like everybody's into like all your buddies were into boobs too. Sure. But like now it's the internet. So yeah. like now it's like, so this is the stuff I'm into. Yeah. <laughs> You know some shit about me that I'm like, here's a real uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, here's some here's some stuff I'd like you to see. Here is my, you know, and you name yeah. whatever fetish right. you want. Yeah. You know, here's my hair fucking folder yeah, hair or whatever, fucking. whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, whatever it is. There's millions of the millions of fetishes out there. It's so. like prying open your fucking yeah. head and being like, look inside my brain. <laughs> And by brain, I mean dick. Right? <laughs> I want to say, I want to say nobody needs to see that. That's all it I want to say. really weirdly private. Uh, did you ever stumble across any of your dad's stuff? Oh, did yeah. your dad have yeah. stuff? Oh, yeah. yeah. I yeah. stumbled yeah. across my dad's Playboys when I was a kid. Penthouse letters. Penthouse. Penthouse letters. 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 Oh, my dad's a, he's a, he's a sophisticated, sophisticated man. I guess he man likes he listens to, he, he, likes, likes to, he likes to jerk off to stories. I guess. What's crazy is, is like, hang on a minute. I'm, I'm reading my like, stories. Like, does he have to wear his readers while he's talking? <laughs> <laughs> he's got hold on a second now. I got to read what this says. You know, as I vibrate my body, it gets harder to read the letters. So I think maybe you're just supposed to put it in like another book and like pretend you're reading something else. It's like that one movie. What movie was that where the guy was reading Shakespeare inside of a porn mag? What was that? 
I don't know. Eight millimeter or something like that, where the guy was like the hooker oh, with the heart of gold God, porn I remember guy. That movie. And he had like a weird He had movie, like a man. porn magazine. Yeah. And then Nick Cage comes in, he's like, You're not reading porn. And he's like, No, I'm reading Dante's Inferno or something <laughs> like that. He was like, he wasn't like looking at porn, he was looking at Dante's Inferno. Right. This is the exact opposite. Yeah. This, <laughs> is, this is this is the opposite yes. of that. This is a guy who's at work who's trying to decide what books kids get to read while he's flipping through did pictures right. gay yeah. stuff yeah you can't read about gay stuff it's not even <sighs> coming to my office it's <laughs> oh god what do you get the I, I, why is it always the weird people who work with kids man i mean clearly they decided yeah, to do right, that because yeah. they had that thing but jeez it's fucking creepy you would think as... they'd vet this guy a little better yeah you there has to like we need to come up with like some kind of like i gotta touch somebody brain scan you know and it's like man if you are, then like you got to go live on. We thankfully we have a place. It's Pedophile Island. Pedophile Island. We could just send and you there. We could send you there. When it's you like could the just, Alcatraz just, for pedophile. You could just fuck the corpse at Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> My son is gay. My son is gay. My son is gay. God, gay, 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 gay. He moved into the city and now he's gay. Why? Oh, my son is gay. Tell me he's gay. You're gay, you're gay. He's here. He's gay. Get used to it. My son is gay. Hey, my son's gay. Watch it. All right, this is from Right Wing Watch. Gordon Klingenschmidt. Teaching LGBTQ history is an illegal measure of recruiting children into sodomy. All right. This is... This is classic, This is This is very much what his message has been forever, but... But he has a different guy on this time? Like, uh... Guy who kind of quasi looks like Aaron Rodgers. I know you don't know that who he is, but people in our audience will know who that is. I will say this real quick. Gordon is not aging well. No. I mean, he was always horrifying to Gordon, behold. Gordon looks like an orc. <laughs> Gordon Gordon looks like he's got that piggy face going. He genuinely looks like an orc. Yeah, he looks like an orc that's been eating too many hobbits. Oh, yeah, no. I mean, it looks like an orc that has not pushed himself away from the dinner table for a while. <laughs> it's, like an, it's like an orc. Uh, who's who's overloaded on hobbits and uh, overloaded on chemotherapy yeah. as well. <laughs> he does kind of a melty face too. He does, like his hair situation. Yeah. Uh, nothing good is happening. Really there. nothing at all. All right. So this is Gordon and uh, Alex Newman, his friend on the show. So here in Colorado, our first, uh, in fact, America's first openly homosexual governor uh, happens to be Jared Polis of Colorado. He just signed into law two bills, House Bill 1032 and 1192. Before he gets into this, I'm going to read what those bills are. Okay. Right? So here we go. All right, here we go. So the 1032 is the Comprehensive Human Sexual ed- Sexuality Education. The act adds certain content requirements for public schools that offer comprehensive human sexuality education, including instruction on consent as it relates to safe and healthy relationships and safe haven laws. The act prohibits instruction from emphasizing sexual abstinence as the primary, sole, acceptable, preventable method available to students and prohibits instruction from explicitly or implicitly saying shame-based or stigmatizing, stigmatizing language or instructional tools employing gender stereotypes or excluding the health needs of lesbian, gay, bisexual, or transgender individuals. If a public school teaches comprehensive sexual education, the public school is not required to include instruction on pregnancy outcome options. However, if a public school opts to provide 
instruction on pregnancy outcome options. It must cover all pregnancy outcome options available. Seems like a, a very liberal rule, but it also seems like a very sensible rule. It's just, it's so reasonable. Yeah. Everything you said yeah. is like, there's 11, uh, there's 1192 as well. So, I'm just saying like, it sounds yeah. literally comprehensive. It sounds, it sounds very comprehensive. And right. it also sounds like it's like, don't, don't fuck with people that are, that are minorities in sexuality. Right. So LGBT don't fuck, don't, don't fuck with them basically. And also just, you know, we should have a system that doesn't uh, say that abstinence is the best thing ever. Like it's smart. Yeah. It's called don't lie. Don't shame. Yeah, it's smart. Yeah. That's great. I love it. The 92, 1192 is inclusion of American minorities in teaching civil government. The act mandates funding institute instruction in public schools of history uh, and civil government of the United States and Colorado, including but not limited to history, culture, social contributions of American Indians, uh, Latinos, African Americans, and Asian Americans, LGBT individuals within these minority groups, the intersectionality of significant social and cultural features within these communities, and the contribution and persecution of religious minorities. These are monstrous bills. They are awful. So let's hear what he has to say, because well, clearly these are terrible. Did, is that, that's, that's pretty much, that's it, right? That's it. Like just, you, didn't, you didn't skip the no, part. No, I didn't skip it. It's just to teach, you guys should teach things that talk about other stuff on occasion. Yeah. Like stuff that where minorities were oppressed. So we should, we should, and we're talking about history, history should include people that were part of history. Right. Yeah, that would be, yeah. Okay. So, all right. Both of which require uh, mandatory homosexual lectures to children in public schools. One of them, it's... That didn't sound like that at all. No. Mandatory homosexual lectures? What, what, what would a mandatory homosexual lecture be? I think it would be telling you how to suppress your gag reflex. I think that's what... <laughs> And that can go for either gender. I'm just really. saying that's a so, skill yeah. everyone should. That's learn. a that's like a that's, that's a great skill. That's because nobody doesn't appreciate. Who that. doesn't want to eat an entire cucumber at one time? <laughs> <laughs> it's a requirement for graduation. You have to learn gay history on top of American history. In fact, uh, the or on bottom of don't it said you're right. Don't, no, absolutely, whatever. absolutely right. Yeah, could be either way. And they said no shaming. So. <laughs> The teachers, because they're always pressed for time and under under pressure, they're going to have to neglect teaching about traditional things like Paul Revere. Instead, teach uh, like you suggest, the uh, you know Mayor Harvey Milk. Oh my God! Hold on, every every history class is a fucking exercise in omission, right? Yeah. We yes, you cannot teach any period in history. You can't even teach a tiny fragmentary piece of history without deciding that you're going to include certain stories, certain aspects yeah. of culture, certain things that have happened. We're always it's making an, decisions. It's an it's editorial a, thing. Yeah. You have to do it. It's a fucking moving target. Yeah. All we're doing is saying like, yeah, all right. He's right that some things, if you're going to include 20 fucking minutes about like Harvey Milk, yeah. then 20 minutes are going to have to come out somewhere else. But it's not like you have to take out 20 exact minutes of one other thing. Sure. You could take one minute out of 20 other well, things. And the other thing that is, is like both of them happened, right? right? It's not like, it's not like they're saying, Oh, Harvey milk rode through the streets and screamed. The British are coming. The British are coming, right? right? Yeah. They're not replacing Paul Revere <laughs> with Harvey milk. They kind of, that's right? how they should do that. <laughs> that is how they should do that. What we should do is if we're going to include like, I want RuPaul as the first president <laughs> of the United States. That's what I want. I want RuPaul uh, as the current president uh, of the United States. <laughs> 
So do I. <laughs> I just, but it's, it's, it's like, it's not that they both didn't happen. They right. both happened. It's just like you are favoring one than the other. You know, it's, it's interesting because we, we live in a, like I grew up my whole life, my whole life. I've been a cis dude. I knew from a very young age, I liked women. <laughs> like I knew from a very young age and I've also never been, I've never thought to transition, right? Because I've always identified as a guy, right? right? As a guy, my whole life, there's never been a moment in my life where I haven't identified as a man, sure. right? That's just something that's, that's just been true about my life. And there's never been a moment in my life where I've identified as anything but straight. Those are just the things that I have, <clears throat> that I have fallen into in my life. But the, the world has been constantly catering to me my whole life. Like the world is constantly catering to me. You know, think of how many gay TV shows there were in the last, I mean, you could, you could start looking at some, right? There's a right. few but growing up, but growing up, you know, there was a TV show where the guy had to pretend to be gay so he could live with two girls. Oh, I remember three's, three's company. company. <laughs> and that was a joke. It right. was something that'd be like a joke, you know, it was like made fun of, right? right, right. There was a, there was a guy who, who cross-dressed in the army. You know, yeah, to, to get a section to, eight to yeah. be crazy. Right. Right. So he could prove that he was crazy. Yeah. So this idea that <laughs> I forgot right? about. Right. That. So there. Yeah. So so we did that. Maybe it existed, but it was always shunned. It right. was always, as we said earlier, shamed. Right. Yeah. It was shamed. Right. So this idea that we live in this culture that is constantly for all our lives, all our young lives has constantly been um, basically privileging one group over and over and over again. I don't have to think when I go to the bathroom, right? right? I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not a, a non-binary or gender fluid or a transitioned at all. I'm not, you know, I, I'm, right. I'm just a cis dude, right? So I walk into a, I go, where's the M? Where's the dude symbol? Where's the, I know right. what bathroom I'm going to use. That's a problem for some people. It's a genuine issue right. if it's just, you know, the, the binary choices, it's a genuine problem for some people. And you know, when the moment you say, well, let's, let's fix that problem, you know, just the bathroom issue. Let's just yeah. fix that problem. Let's just change what we're doing and let's fix that problem. Suddenly all the people who've been catered to their whole life yep. constantly like, why do we have to do that? What's the big deal? What's the big deal? And you're like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Because you've never had to deal with any adversity in your sexuality your entire life. It's right. not a big deal to you because you've been privileged your whole life. It's just not. A, of course, you don't even think about it. And you wonder why these snowflakes. And it's like, yeah, well, the whole world caters to okay, you. Okay, counterpoint. Don't you think that the world is better when it's better for me? Yeah, of course. I mean, I don't know that you've thought yeah. that through. Cecil. Well, you know, what's funny is, is that is that, you know, if you were to make it better for all, they're against it. I think they, I think part of them does recognize that the world is for them. Yeah. And then, you know, and they're not, they're not willing to give an inch. Yeah. They're like, yeah, it should be for me yeah. because I'm the better. Yeah. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and they're redefining all of the textbooks. I think the Illinois bill you mentioned talks about all the textbooks have to carry gay symbol symbology. For example, even mathematics now has to lectures about homosexuality it doesn't make sense. But years ago, this would be, you know, pedophiles recruiting and grooming children for their own, you know, perverse pleasure down the road. Literally a different thing. There's there, like, 
Like, do we have to do we like still this still idea, this idea this that you're grooming people by just saying, hey, guys, Harvey Milk existed. Well, plus, like, how many people, how many, how many people turn gay because Harvey Milk existed? <laughs> Nobody's like, I want to be gay one day because I like this gay guy that I heard about in history. I can't tell you how many times I, mean, I don't know if this has ever happened to you. I can't tell you how many times I've watched something and thought like, that looks delicious. I want one of like I, I watched somebody like I would have oh, yeah, yeah, be like, yeah, yeah, sure. When I watched Mad Men all the time, I'd be like, God, I kind of want a drink. Yeah. Like I'd watch them. They're just always pouring themselves sure. a whiskey. And I'd be sure. like, I'm going to go get a whiskey. You know, it's never happened to me. I've never watched any TV show with or a movie gay person, been like, yeah. you know, I kind of want a dick. I would like to eat a dick. That's just yeah. something that like, it's not the a thing, thing is, for you. I could watch it. And then here's the, like, I could watch a million people drink eggnog. Yeah. And I never going to be like, no, nope. I could go for an yep. eggnog. It never looks good. Right? right. Yeah. I could watch, I could watch that bizarre foods where that guy eats like donkey dick or whatever right. and be like, I don't want any donkey dick or I don't want to eat a fucking like squid eye or a fucking like, right. a, like a fucking elephant toenail or whatever the <laughs> fuck that guy's choking down. Yeah. I don't want to eat any of that right. stuff. It's not, it's not that I think, you know, but, but I'll tell you what, if I, if I watch like chopped or something and they're making ice cream i'll be like man ice cream sounds really good right right now. because i like ice you're cream you're already in ice I'm cream i'm predisposed to like, ice cream like at what point yeah. is this a complicated yeah. thing i don't watch shit play on porn <laughs> and be like man i could really go for somebody dropping a load on my chest right now all of a sudden it's yeah. like it's like you pouring the water yeah. or you're like i do have to shit yeah. huh <laughs> that's so weird it's man. like a let me see if i can get somebody involved in this let's see if we could do a three-way did yeah. i drink a cup of coffee half an yeah, hour that's... ago What's going on? <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> Who does it? And it's funny because it's for everything. Yeah. It's for everything you have a proclivity toward. Right. Right. It's all the things that you like. You're like, yeah, I would like to do that. Like I see people skydive and I'm like, I wouldn't do that. It doesn't look fun. I'm like, that looks scary to me. I don't want to do it. Right. Cool. I wouldn't do it. But there's other people who see it and be like, man, the adrenaline rush looks amazing. You know, I know people who don't like roller coasters, right? I see a picture of roller coasters like that looks pretty fun. And then the other person's like, I'm, I probably would throw up and I wouldn't do it. And it's just like, it's like, it's everything. It's actions. It's foods. It's sex. It's everything that you think you would be thus enticed by. And that's why when he's seen the gay movie and he's been like, uh-huh. I got a little something going on in the panty pants. Uh-huh. He's like, I feel like other people would have this same reaction. That's exactly yeah. it. Right. He's like a lecture about hot. Yeah. Sweaty <laughs> men rubbing their hot, sweaty head. He's just like, yeah. Tell me about that lecture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell me about that lecture. <laughs> like, be like if you like, just be comfortable with who you are, right? And if right. that's the thing that you're into, then just like yeah. be into it, and yeah. everybody doesn't care. Yeah. No, yeah. like we're all okay with this. Yeah. Now. Why don't we see this as a illegal measure of you know recruiting children into sodomy? Because children have nothing to do with. I, he's again, he's conflating the pedophilia, know, the pedophilia thing. Pedophilia so like, thing is crazy. Has literally nothing to do with homosexuality. It's crazy to me that they they keep on with this. But it's the only toehold they have at this point, right? Because millennials and below, right, lower right. lower generations or younger generations, not lower generations. You can't get lower than a millennial. Lower generations. <laughs> That's the worst yeah, of the generation. The, we. I'm sorry. I'm kidding, guys. Yeah, it's okay. I'm kidding. Send us your hate mail with no. stamps. <laughs> <laughs> but in any case, in any case, oh man, 
like, I'm afraid of the post. I wanted, I wanted to send them an email. I wanted to send them a snail mail and I can't because yeah. I'm terrified of the post office. If I was ever, like if there was ever like a crowd of angry millennials, like on a lynch mob, I would just run into the post office. Run into the post office. I would defeat them. And I would, I would like cover myself in steps <laughs> and like try to hug them. They're like, I don't know what to do with it. Get away it's, from me. It is like fucking on their phones outside. Uh, like, Get away from me. I'm going to tweet about this. But seriously, though, the millennials are and and the younger generations, they don't care. Generation X, I think, for the most part, doesn't care. We're, it's the boomers who care. Right? right. And it's the holdovers from the boomers. This guy's not a boomer, but he has boomer ideals. Right. right. So, like, you can still be a boomer and be 40 be 30 you're yeah. still a boomer you can right? be anachronistic yeah. at any time yeah. you can That's- yell about that rave music <laughs> and to get those kids off my lawn and why do these kill i don't these kids pill up their pants and you can do right. all the boomer right. stuff you can do all that boomer shit and not be an actual boomer but these guys have boomer ideals even right. if they're not technically boomers although that one guy looks like he's fucking the crib keeper at this point so he's Clint got Schmidt it is he's got to be a boomer he's a double boomer yeah. But he's a bummer boomer. <laughs> <laughs> All I want to say is boom, 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 boom. But but he's he's one of these guys who's like a. They still have that. They still have that. I don't like gay people, and I don't. And I think other people don't like gay people. But all the rest of the people, most of the people, a lot of the people lower in the in the younger generations are just like don't care. Literally don't care. Now I know I'm not saying that it's completely safe to be a gay person. I'm not saying being out is easy. I'm not saying any of those things. I'm saying there's plenty of places in this country where it still is dangerous to be a gay person. Those are all true statements, but I think that the tide is shifting right. in a huge way. And I think that like, we're going to be, we'll be, you know, you won't be laughing about it in 20 years, but I think you'll definitely be thinking, man, it was a real different world 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, I think that's exactly how we should see it. In fact, uh, years ago, these people would have gone to prison for this sort of stuff, you know, ex- exposing children to obscene material, uh, grooming children, exposing them to sexual and indecent material. Uh, that's a crime. In fact, that's still a crime on the books in many states today. Uh, Indiana recently passed another law saying it would be a Oh, Indiana. Yeah. That bastion of gay rights that is Indiana. I would say, though, like, I agree that, like, we should not show kids obscene material, right? Like, yeah, that but like obscene material has to rise to the level of fucking obscenity, right? Felony to expose children to obscene material. And yet these laws are not being enforced. The government schools all across America are still exposing the children to this stuff. It's getting more and more obscene. And uh, I I think quite simply, uh, they have accomplished a radical transformation of the culture using the government school system with kind of air support from the far left media and from Hollyweird, you know, the satanic propaganda, the filth, the LGBT agenda that comes out of all these places. Uh, And, you know, the consequences, we can already start to see what's happening. You know, we see the break. Oh, God, hold on. I got to hear what the consequences are. I'm curious. Breakdown of the family. Okay, breakdown of the family. Like, are we talking like, do they lay out the cardboard and like do head spins? (laughs) Oh, that's a break dance. Man, this family's got sick beats. (laughs) (laughs) This family can crumb. Skyrocketing uh, abortion numbers. School. That's not true. That's literally literally not true. It's actually, it's actually dropped since 1979. It's dropped 50%. Okay. Well, when you say it like that, that's less. It's dropped. It's dropped up from like 29 out of a hundred thousand to 14 out of a hundred thousand. Yeah. But don't you think that in 1979 people were saving their abortions for when it was legal? They're just saving their pregnancies. Well, they're going to use them. They're going to use them as biofuel because of the, (laughs) because of the gas price hike or whatever. It's like a fetus piggy bank. (laughs) 20. You talk about that though. 29 and a hundred thousand versus 14 and a hundred thousand. Yeah. 
That's a that's crazy. That's, that's crazy that's numbers a huge in comparison. Declination. Right? Yeah. 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 And you also got to consider most of those people in the four of the 14, like I would say many of them, if not all of them, are having complications where they need it. Like they're just like, oh gosh, yeah. I need this thing. And then when you we know? looked at when we looked yeah. at it, like the vast majority of people that have abortions also already have kids. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah, like, yeah. It's not the story that, yeah, that you're fucking told by these guys. Yeah, it's certainly not where they say that. Right. And they say the same thing with like crime rates too. They're like crime rates are going through the roof. Like, no, they're not. No, no they're yeah. they've been on a steady decline for a long time. Long time. Well, shootings, uh, you know, the collapse of our society, the collapse of our civilization, the erosion. Has that happened? Did I miss the collapse of our society? I Jesus, I feel like I need to prep. Call Jim Baker. Jeez. I need to get some I buckets. Know, right? Jesus. The weirdest thing happened, like we came to the studio and hit the light switch and the lights came on. Yeah, I know. Because society's and, still here. And the and the room wasn't full of pirates. <laughs> <you know? laughs> yeah. It would be amazing <laughs> if we just opened the door and there's like fucking 14th century pirates just like, Yarr! No, if they don't say surprise when you open the door, <laughs> surprise, mateys. <laughs> We're on the sixth floor, they're like trying to dig down yeah, right. the We keep dropping the treasure, but it just keeps falling. <laughs> Go down to the level below and get the treasure. Just, Bring her back up here. <laughs> you just buried yeah. it in our neighbor's suite. That's okay. <laughs> of our liberties. Uh, you see, you know, women are no longer prepared to be wives and mothers. Uh, men, young men are no longer prepared. They can't make sandwiches. Oh my gosh. That, that is, is totally it. Yeah. That women aren't wearing ankle length dresses anymore. <laughs> they are not prepared to be they're wives. Not, they're not covering their hair in front of other men. Jesus. I would say that like some premarital sex is a good preparation. Yeah, right. No kidding. <laughs> right. Do not, do not move in before you look at the place. Like, are you kidding me? Jesus. Who does it? I mean, like I feel always feel super bad about the people who didn't. I mean, and I'm not even talking about sex. I'm just saying like live with the person before they moved in with them. Like they didn't, they stayed away from each other until oh, and, like lived separately and like never saw the other person with their, you know, pants off or like <laughs> sitting there with their like hand down their pants, like scratching their balls, <laughs> farting on the couch. I'm really talking about male mannerisms here, but you get what I mean. Like, you know, like, like you didn't live with that person ahead of time. So now you've got a whole bunch of shit you've got to deal with when you are brand new together, newlyweds. Right. It's like, that isn't shit you need to deal with. You well, should move together for a little while, at least before you get fucking married. Well, otherwise you're looking around like, oh, I don't like it, but it's forever. Yeah. That's it. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. That's, can you stop being yeah. you? No, I'm going to be you the whole time. So you're just going to eat that watermelon in the bed, huh? <laughs> so Tom, right now, our sponsor, adamandeve.com. And, and adamandeve.com, I just want to mention, if you like to fuck. If you don't. Really? Yeah. But if you like huh. to fuck and yeah. you like to get fucked, adamandeve.com is a great sponsor for this show because they provide oils and lubes and things to fuck with and things to get fucked with and things to put on stuff and things to put under stuff <laughs> things to put around stuff i mean you basically could pack that shit in airtight wherever you want <laughs> and the nice thing is with the uh code glory at checkout you won't get fucked on the price. exactly because <laughs> you get 50 percent off almost any item at adamandeve.com you get a ton of free gifts you get free dvds or something for you something for her something for both of you guys no sex swing right now yeah, no, sex no sex swing but free shipping free so shipping you get to swing it out to you that way <laughs> instead you get free all you have to do is enter gloria checkout you'll get all that stuff and fucking has never been so fun so this is uh from media matters this is fox's diamond and silk 
And this is like the most nonsensical thing I've read in months. So yeah. It says, so, well, well, let's let's let them say it out loud. Okay. So this is from Fox and Friends. Where essentially she compares opposition to civil rights back in the day to people who mock her signature Green New Deal, the GND. Let's bring in Diamond and Silk, social media stars and Trump supporters and Fox Nation. And token black people. That's So let's, let's be super yeah. clear about yeah. what Fox is doing right now. Like Fox has clearly found two people who have, they, they, they are, they're, they're black people that are going to espouse a view that like Fox is just excited to have, right? right. Yeah. Fox is like, we know they need have. the diversity opinion. They definitely yeah. absolutely do because right. a majority of people that are of color don't agree with what Fox right. has to say. And so they have to find those unicorns out in the wild and cage them up and be like, guys, there's unicorns. <laughs> there are two unicorns. Yeah. Therefore, there are lots of unicorns. Yeah, right. Right. Yeah, these exactly. Are, these are representative yeah. unicorns. These people represent us. And that's never racist, by yeah. the way. That's not super racist mm. to do that. Yeah, I guess you're right. Tokenism <laughs> never, is never ever, racism. Ever, 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 ever racist to do that. Here we go. Personalities. Hey, ladies. Hey. <laughs> what do you think of that statement? Well, I, I heard, listen, you have to realize that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, she's reckless, she's clueless, and she have a vacuous mindset. Right. First of all. Do you think that they get told a little bit to be like, yeah, hey, to, to use a certain vernacular. Can you be yeah. more urban? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, right, that's how they would phrase yeah, that. Too. Like, so anyway, you could be a like little a, more urban. Urban? Not like Carl Urban. <laughs> like urban. Civil rights have nothing to do with climate change, first of all. And then second of all, her Green New Deal is a Green New Scam mm -hmm. that we must stay away from. Now, I know that she's worried about climate change, but she needs to talk to Mother Nature. That's because right. with the earth rotating at a thousand what is the what is the point of the woman whose job is to say, mm hmm, she's, that's right. She's her Ed McMahon. She's the Lori Baker. She is the Lori of Baker. Boxes yeah. and silk or yeah. diamonds, and, diamonds silk. and silk. I don't know which yeah. one's which. Way from. Now, I know that she's worried about climate change, but she needs to talk to Mother Nature. That's because right. with the earth rotating at a thousand miles per hour, okay, 365 days of the year, we subject to feel. What's crazy is, is when you step outside how there's thousand mile an hour winds That's everywhere it. you go. It's a thousand they mile are. an hour winds. And then when there's a hurricane, they slow down to just a couple yeah, hundred. A it's, couple like, it's, a tor it's a tornado. It's like a, it's like a nice day. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's like a tad breezy. It's a, yeah, huh, huh. it's nice out. Yeah. It's the it's, rotation of the earth yeah. is what's causing the recent climate change. Yeah. The recent climate. Yeah. Cause we haven't always been spinning. <laughs> it's, look, well, obviously not, or we wouldn't be seeing these climate changes. You're right. You're not. I just didn't, I didn't get Jesus. it. Yeah climate changing a little bit, but not to the tune where we have to dismantle everything and start the earth back over again. It's a <laughs> what? Okay. Turn earth off okay. and turn it on again. Let's dismantle the entire earth and then put it all back together again. Even if we're talking about just like things about the economy, right. like the only thing that's going to cause catastrophic climate change is that Bert lighting that straw man on fire. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? You have to start all over again. All you have to do is just like change some of the things you're doing to be more green. You know, a couple of places I was looking it up. There's a bunch of like West Western European nations that are really close to hundred percent energy efficient right now with solar panels, wind, Iceland's practically 100% right now. They do a lot of geothermal there and they're just like almost 100% uh, clean energy, energy, independent, clean, clean energy, energy, clean energy. When you have the resources to do it, it's not hard. Right. 
It's it's and in fact, it could create jobs. It could be an economy builder. They were saying that there's trillions of dollars to be made in this market. It could be an economy builder. But the problem is, is that the wrong people are getting rich. So we're trying to stop it. The wrong people are getting rich. So they're gonna trying to get dipshits like this to yeah. be like, we got to tear it all down and put it all back again. And you're like, no, that's not how any of this works. But the fucking, the, the companies that are, that, that want this to make sure to want to make sure that this doesn't go through, they're going to put out all, all these talking points to make it seem like it's big deal. Yeah. Like if you got rich on oil, you want more yeah. oil. You want to keep the like oil. Oil needs to be a yeah. valued commodity. Yeah. Right? You want to keep that shit. That's just like, yeah. well, yeah. Fucking of course. Yeah. But like, we need to be done with that shit. And the Green New Deal isn't suggesting we dismantle the economy. The suggestion is that we shift the economy to a different focus. Yeah. And like, it's your point. It's like, yeah, all right, different people are going to get rich, but like, hear us out. Other people will still get rich. Yeah. This is still the yeah. world. There's still money to be made. Right. What if my mom is the DA and won't prosecute? Can I write? No, you cannot. Oh. What if she's drunk and has a slight reputation and no one's going to believe her? That ain't allowed. Okay. The girl said yes to me the other day, but it was about something else. No. What if the girl said yes, but then she changes her mind out of nowhere? Like a crazy person. You got to stop. No, you got to stop. So this is Dave, coach, doc coach, not a coach. Dobbenmeyer, he's questioning the extent of the Holocaust. This is from Right Wing Watch. All right, here we go. Oh, Tom. I know, man. Um, I know. Fuck. Here we go. This is what blew me away. The general subdivision of religions of the world is distributed very nearly in the following proportions. 1900, these are the total Christians. Okay, Christians. 405 million Christians in the world. Okay, I want to point out, too, just really quickly. Yep. That all these numbers add up to 1.3 billion, one point, almost 1.4 billion, 1.4 billion people. Okay. Yep. So I'm just curious what the population of the world was in 1900. So the information that he's citing, by the way, is uh, it just and it's just from a book, like a Bible, right? He's got a Bible that has he this information have. in it. It's an it's an old book. Yeah, 1.6 billion people in the world. Yeah, the, the problem is these numbers aren't accurate. It's yeah. like, it's like, well, I got an old farmer's almanac. Yeah. And my old farmer's almanac says that on March 7th, 1904, it's going to rain. And then you yeah. compare that with what happened on that day yeah. in actual history. Yeah. You're like, well, no, I mean, history's wrong because the almanac said it was going to be. Yeah. Jews, 7,000 or 7,500,000. Muslims, Mohammedans, 160. Oh my God. You could tell back then, they're just like, Ooh. they didn't know. They didn't, they're like, we don't really know a lot about this religion. They're called Mohammedans. 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 Da, 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 da. Mohammedans. Okay, I had to finish. I'm sorry. Are you done? I am. <laughs> I couldn't help myself, Tom. I love that he's like also like what he's referring to is we it's just like I got a page out of an old book. Yeah, it's uh, I I looked at this old book. Every old book yeah. is true. <laughs> I will say this guy right? thinks that. Yeah. This is like his yeah. whole religion. Like every, every old, old book, book is, is true. true. <laughs> we need I to make that old. shirt. We need to make that t-shirt. <laughs> every old book is true. <laughs> and then have a picture of Moby Dick on it. 
The older book, the truer the words. Oh, jeez. Uh, right. million. Buddhists, 350 million. Pagans, 200 million. Other Asiatic religions. <laughs> what does that mean? Other Asiatic just, religions? Just, you know those other. Taoists and Hindus. Yeah. Right. $257,500. But see... $257,500? What, <laughs> what, what did he just say? What did he just say? Did he say expensive. dollars? Yeah, he did. $257,500. But see... $500,000. That's how much those religions, those are expensive. They're crazy rich Asians. Uh, <laughs> crazy rich Asiatic religions. But see, you just missed the most unbelievable statistic. And I'm not- right, I can already tell you what it is. Cause we know, we know it's about the Holocaust. He's going to say, isn't it crazy that 7.5 million Jews were in 1900 and we killed 6 million of them. That's what he's going to say. Right. Is that what he's going to say? Okay. He, so like to, to Dave's point, like, yeah, even I, like, first of all, I don't know what the source is and I don't have any reason to think it's accurate. And I have every reason to think that it's not. Oh yeah. Accurate, every, yeah. Every right? to think it is. And I have every reason not. to think that the final number is inaccurate. So I think that the numbers you use to add up to get to the final number that are not accurate, yeah. but also like it's a, it's a page torn out of a book from like 1900. Well, the fucking Holocaust was in the 1940s. The six, I mean, and, 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 and the, uh, the population growth up to get up there, they said that the, the, the thing I read said there was nine and a half million Jews in the world at that time. So we almost got them. Yeah. Right. Right. You know, and that's the other thing too, is that that's the reason, you know, 6 million people being murdered is a, is a horrible reason, but trying to, and almost eradicating them is the, is one of the other reasons we remember it. Right. right? <laughs> one of the other reasons that yeah. makes it right. so horrible right. is the fact that we tried to, and almost did eradicate them. Yes. So that's why it's such so horrible. So when you're just like, well, it doesn't make any sense there. You know, there'd only be 1.5 million if there was only, they yeah. only never reproduced from 1900, et cetera. That's literally why it's a Holocaust. Yeah. Right. And not like yeah. a bad day. Yeah. Well, and you know, it's like I said, killing 6 million people is a horror, but look at how many people in Russia died right. in that war, right? Look at how many people yeah. fighting. Look at how many people died in Russia just with the Holodomor. Look at how many people died in, uh, in, in uh, uh, China with the, the starvation there. Look right. at how many people died there. And so, you know, yeah, those are horrors. But the reason why we always come back to this one is because this was a way to fucking extinguish an entire group of people yep. from the planet. On, on an intentional basis. Yeah. yeah. On a singled out, like, laser focused. Yeah. And in a really short amount of time, like yeah. a spectacularly yeah. murderous short yeah. amount of time. Yeah. The most unbelievable statistic, and I'm not going to get into the depth about it because you're going to call me names. In 1900, there were 7,500,000 Jews in the world. In, in 1900, 7 million. Does he not know that 1900 is 42 years before the war? Do you not realize it's 41? Because 41 years is a long time, especially with the, the type of population growth we had in the 20th century. Yeah. 41 years is a long time. And I just to say, like, I mean, just to think about it out loud, even just, I mean, I just listened. I was like, when I would listen to it earlier, I was like, well, that, of course, 
Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, well, like you look at this, it's like, well, all right, well, you know that you know when World War II was, yeah. don't you? Think? Like, I part, I'm wondering what party's confused. Yeah, on. right. Does he think that World War II or, or that the Holocaust or that the or rise we just, of we just always were at seven and a half million, and then they just never yeah. fucked after that. We like, never had. Okay, any guys, we had seven and a half yeah. million, five hundred thousand Jews in the world. This ain't forged. This isn't. Uh, uh, what's that thing? Photoshopped, folks. Seven million. He even needs like what that thing? Who knows? I would. What are they? What are the kids using to change kids the using holograms or whatever? <laughs> Five hundred thousand Jews in the world. Go back, Connor. <laughs> He's got an Ian. <laughs> uh, Ian right now is rolling over oh, in his grave. I Ian. killed Ian. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna need a new Ian. He's Jewish. <laughs> oh, here it is. Can somebody explain to me? How six million of them died in Germany? Yeah, the ruthlessness. Yeah, right. Yeah, like it. Like, do you want me to explain the motivations of the Holocaust? They elected someone like Trump. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. I'll let you figure the rest out. What I'm going to do is I'm going to cast a shadow of doubt on the Holocaust because, uh, well, like so many of my brethren, I'm incredibly anti-Semitic. What is, yeah, like what purpose does this serve? Right. I mean, like, like I get it's all bullshit. Right. Right. But like, like what, who cares? What do you get out of it as an anti-Semite to deny the Holocaust? Like, what do you, like, you can still hate the Jews. Yeah. Couldn't you just be like, yeah. Be I mean, like, yeah. Bummer. They get them all. Yeah. Like if you're a horrible, if you're a bad if you're person. The worst, yeah. Like, like, what do you be like, man, we came close, you know, yeah. almost finished that race. Man. Like whatever horrible shit. Think if he had a full mustache, what he would have done. <laughs> I give you my word. <laughs> He would not only end the Dust Bowl and heal the economy, but he would cure acne and car sickness as well. So we haven't talked about Trump oh. the entire show, Tom. I know. And I tried to make sure that, that we that we stayed away, veered away from okay. those Trump stories yeah. that we've been talking about from so for so long. But this is something you just <laughs> when you stop and you think about it for a minute, you're like, but, but why though? But why though? Like, why the fuck would we fucking yeet a bomb out into the middle of nowhere to blow up a fucking a hurricane? So this is I don't even get it. So uh, there are stories circulating, which which I think he's denied at this point. He has. He has denied it. So we got to make we got to be honest. Yeah, be he's, he said he didn't do it. But other people have there, said that he has. There have been multiple reports that yeah. in multiple meetings that Trump has expressed a curiosity, shall we say, yeah, I guess that's a as way to, to say whether or not nuking a hurricane wouldn't just blow the hurricane apart. Yeah. And then we wouldn't have, so the hurricanes form in the Atlantic, right? And so we would, before they made their way over yonder, what we would do is fly over them and then drop a bomb into the eye of the hurricane. Nuke, uh, well, so one person says it's a nuke and then there's a lot, there's some sort of actual, and I want to say, let me, let me read what it says. Cause they say it down here at the bottom. It says the NSC memo described a second su such convention in 2017, according to Axios. 
but a source briefed on it told the news outlet that it did not include the words nuclear. So it wasn't. Well, you can't bomb the weather. Yeah. Like what? Like hurricanes are so like in terms of like what wins in a fight. Yeah. The amount of energy and power in a hurricane is so vast as to be like impossible to understand, like by comparison to one of those like Moab bombs or something along those lines. You can't bomb the weather. It's also funny because it's like, yeah, but like, why does a hurricane start? Well, the ocean gets warm. I don't know, maybe dropping a nuclear bomb. <laughs> and if it doesn't work, well, I, don't you have a nuclear hurricane? Well, yeah. And I mean, like, like, don't you still have fallout? Right. And then, you know, the, the currents that are currently bringing that thing to the American shores. Well, just why would you? We're just like, yeah, no, what we want to do is we want to bring all that fallout over here. Right. That makes sense. Bad news, sir. It didn't work. And the hurricane is still headed for Florida, but now it is literally a nuclear hurricane. Well, and you know what he'd do at that point is Trump would pull off his human mask, revealing his lizard face and tell them <laughs> to use the weather gun. Yeah. I told you to use the weather gun to start out with. I didn't say use nuclear weapons. I said weather gun. I clearly said it. But I have a forked tongue, so sometimes it comes out a little weird. So like, I said it it's like a guy with a pier- he's got like a, like a guy with one of those big piercings that can. <laughs> My parcel tongue yeah. came out during it. But, <laughs> like this is like, do you remember back like years ago, Cecil, when the hillbillies were shooting at the hurricane that was coming? I do remember that. Do you remember yeah, they, were, they were aiming at the and they were saying, "Go away, you yeah, hurricane! You get here! You go on, get shooting their guns." <laughs> You go on and get now. It's like Trump is the same thing. You know, he just has a bigger gun. They should have done those hillbillies. Should have done. They should have made themselves bigger and try to scare it away. Like lift your hands up like a bear. Where you're just like it's like how you you see a mountain lion and you have to like straighten up and hold your hands over your head. And they should have banged some pots together to scare the hurricane away. That's what they should have done. Got their hound dog. <laughs> we're all just like neck flap lizards that's just that's all we are we just hold them up like <laughs> and then we try to scare the hurricane away that's how it works oh, bomb the hurricane oh, you know at we this point though but at this point though does it matter if you bomb the hurricane like, bomb the rainforest who cares whatever nobody cares <laughs> Jesus Christ I want to thank all our patrons. Of course, we want to thank our newest patrons, Hector, Amber, Dan, John, Aaron, Peter, Ryan, Lucius, Tyler, Justin, and clean out Antifa from the Cogdis Facebook group. Thank you for all your generous donations. We really do truly appreciate it. We would love uh, if you enjoy the show to do one of two things. If you want to become a patron, we would, of course, love it. But if you want to rate us on iTunes or rate us on your yeah. favorite uh, app, we would very much appreciate a rating. If you are a patron and you love the show and you've never rated us, we would very much appreciate a rating. Anybody who would give us a rating, very much appreciate it. Anybody who become a patron, very much appreciate yeah. it. Turns out, want to buy some shirts? Very much appreciate it. <laughs> we, listen, uh, there's a lot. We have a lot of listeners, I think, who've been listeners for years and years. Yeah. 
And like, we love you guys. Yeah. And we are incredibly grateful to all of you. Yeah. And it's a, this is a genuine ask to rate the show. Yeah. Like get out and I mean, we're really like, we really could use it. It would help us. Um, it would help new listeners find us. We would just as people, yeah, we'd like you to do it. We really yeah. appreciate it. So yeah. if you listen to the show and you like it, find some place to rate it. Yeah. And if you like the show and you want to support it, we'd love to have you on Patreon. Yeah, we, we really would. would. It would mean a lot to us. Yeah. And, and we, uh, 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 we have an employee who is uh, who we very much value and we'd like to keep paying him money <laughs> um, and he helps the show. He's one of the guys who's really, he's really into helping the show. He's helped the show out immensely so far and, uh, and we'd like to keep him on. And so we'd love it if you were to become a patron to help us be job creators, even though that term is bullshit. Job creators. So we got a message from Nicole and Nicole sends this in. It's an image and this image is highly photoshopped all the time. It's a, it's a pretty funny image. Um, it's about glory hole etiquette. We're going to post it on this week's show notes. Um, this is episode 485. A while back, we talked, uh, Joe sends us a message and says, a while back, you guys were basically saying, um, we're, you know, 18 months ago, they asked, what about, you know, is Trump... Is Trump's way of doing politics the new sort of normal? Is that what's going to be the new norm? And at the time, we thought Trump would be a one-off. What do we think about it today? I will say this. I do. I still think Trump might be a one-off. And I think yeah. the reason why is because we ha I have not seen a ton of people like Trump jump into the political sphere since Trump. It's not that I can point to five Trump-like politicians. There still is only a Trump and we've had a very big election cycle once so far. So it's not like, do you remember when the Tea Party got big? It's yeah. not like there was a big like flush of these Trumpian people. Right. It's it, They're all still the same old politician. I don't think anybody has been following very much in his footsteps, except for other countries have their shitty, awful leaders yeah. that seem very similar. But nobody in our political sphere, at least that that's in my radar, has really done this. I'm happy to be corrected on this, but it's not anything that I've noticed. It kind of depends on like how, what we call Trumpian. But like, you know, if we're talking about like hard right, there's plenty of like oh, yeah, hard there's plenty right, of them. you know? Yeah. But if we're talking about those things that makes Trump really unique in terms of the force of personality. Yeah. yeah. I, I think this is a flash in the pan. It's not the right word to yeah. say it, but I think this is a one off. Yeah. We got a message from Shane and Shane sent in a video about Malort. And if you are familiar, unfamiliar with what Malort is, this is a video. It's a, it's a unaired commercial. I think it's a joke video that someone made pretending to be part of the Malort group. But, uh, but this is a Malort commercial and, uh, and we're going to post it on this week's show notes, but Malort is genuinely the foulest liquor I've ever had in my life. I can't yeah. think of anything. I've had like straight moonshine. You even drank that stuff that's supposed to taste like a wet dog. Which is worse, Malort or the wet dog? Malort. I've I've had I've had whiskey. I've had the head, heart, and tail of whiskey. The head is poisonous. That's better than Malort. Uh, I've had the fusel oils at the end. Yeah, the tail. That's better than Malort. Yeah. Malort is, it tastes so bad. Malort is the it's worst. It's shocking. It's a shocking drink. Yeah. It's a, it's a bitter. It's, I think it's probably yeah. made for something else. I don't know what washing cars or something. <laughs> I don't know, but it's, it's a Chicago made liquor yep. and it's made here. And it's, it's been something that has been on my radar for many years. I've had two shots of Malort in my life. And that is plenty. I had it one time plenty. at a dive bar in Chicago and it was, and I, I got a pretty, I got a pretty like 
rough palate. Yeah, you know, like yeah. I can put some, like the only thing so far I've not been able to get down is, is that, that licorice. That licorice, yeah. And that's because that is actually poisonous. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like Malort is, it's it shocks the system. It's so bitter. It's so it's bitter. Astonishing. Yeah. Like you could put it in a spritzer bottle and like spray bears in the face <laughs> with it. Like it's, it's a, I think it would be an effective bear spray or shark repellent. They're using it in Hong Kong on those protesters right now. <laughs> Got an image. Um, this is a Monopoly <laughs> Monopoly card image about um, about the uh, the Trump thing buying Green. Greenland. And so we're going to put it on this week's show notes. And uh, Tom, I guess that they're saying that the missiles you were talking about last time... Oh. 3,500 miles an hour, not yeah. 35,000 miles That's an hour. That's my stupidity. So I was it's multiplying okay. 700 times five. Yeah. And for some reason, it's I just 35, added a zero. Yeah. Yeah. So oops. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Uh, someone mentions that there used to be a way to get a bunch of different episodes on a dropdown and the old website. I still have to add that in. It's a, it's a dropdown for categories and I categorize every, whatever, you don't care. But in any case, I've got to put that in there. Um, I haven't yet. I've got to find a place for it on the homepage, but when it's there, I'll let you know, Stefan. Um, I, it, it, you're right. It's a lot easier to find very old episodes this way, so I'll make sure it goes back into the website, but I haven't had an opportunity to put it back in yet. Got a message from Bryce Blankenagel, the naked Mormon, and uh, he says, he was talking about, um, he's talking about uh, episode 484 when we're talking about outrage fatigue from, from Trump. And he was saying that he also disagrees with people who think that you can't pay multi attention to multiple things at one time. And he, he brings up an idea. He says the idea of buying Greenland was stupid and insulting, but why would Trump want to do it in the first place? He says he's going to postulate that it's going to become a very strategic location when the Arctic circle is passable by ship year round. And it would not be insane for him to buy it um, with world war three. on the horizon. <laughs> That's a, Great dystopian view you have there. Oh, you fit in geez. right with us, Bryce. I'm if you're ever in Chicago, man. send us a message. We'd love to have you back, Bryce. This week, something happened with opioids. I don't know if you saw the the ruling. Yeah. 500, what was it? 500 million? Well, there were a couple. There's yeah. a $500 million uh, lawsuit or settlement against yeah, Johnson settlement and Johnson. Against Johnson and Johnson. But then you opioids. see the $3 billion Purdue Pharma thing. No. And the Sackler family has to give up ownership of Purdue Pharma. Oh, my. $3 billion, a Sackler family, it's on the table. So they, I don't think they've accepted the settlement yet, but the settlement is you don't control Purdue Pharma anymore. You walk away and you owe us $3 billion. Holy shit. It's a, that's the big one, dude. That's, that's a, a big, lot. Jo the Johnson and Johnson one is a fucking pittance and it's yeah. an insult and their stock price went up. Yeah. Stock price went up because they thought it was going to be worse. Yeah. They thought it was going to be worse than it actually was. They I, like, I read something that they may have made more than the fine. On their stock on their price, stock price yep. but I don't know that that's yeah. true. But so. still, it's it, it you know it, that that's that's insane. Um, it's it's got to be interesting for the people out there that are pro legalization of opioids, but also anti huge corporation. <laughs> they got to be like I that guy. They got to be like that guy sweating, and there's those two. <laughs> they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do about it. But we got another interesting message here. There's um, supervised consumption sites in Calgary. And um, the the link uh, by Bryce here that was sent to us, and we'll put this link on this week's show notes, but it says basically they work really well, 4,300 overdoses and zero deaths. Yeah, so that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that's, you know, the, the overdoses probably come, a lot of them from the fentanyl that gets mixed in. Yep. And, you know, if you're out in the street, you're a cadaver. Right. You know, you don't have it, but if, if it's supervised and there's someone there and they can help you, yeah. they're there to help you. 
think about any responsible way. I mean, honestly, like if you're going to like, see, so if you, if we were going to just like fucking get hammered, yeah, which is something I haven't done since I was younger, like yeah. just be like, to, yeah. I'm getting, let's just get drunk to get drunk. Right. Yeah. It would be a good idea to have your buddy with you, like to DD, right? So yeah. you, it is, and like a lot of drug consumption, it's like, I'm gonna have somebody to babysit me, right? Yeah. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking drop acid but like I'm going to and you're going to, but you're not, right? Yeah. Because like we kind of know that like it's a smart thing to do to have some super Somebody there, yeah. Like one of the problems like with, with opioids is that they're so stigmatized and they were so incredibly addictive. You can't really ask somebody to like babysit you sure. all the time. Yeah. But it's a good idea. It's a responsible, like responsible drug use is kind of like, yeah, all right. There's ways to do this to mitigate the yeah. danger to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. And if it's smart- and if it's working, yeah, then let's do it. Let's do it. Stop stigmatizing it so much that we can't help people. Yeah. So we want you to plan your calendars. We mentioned it on the live stream last time. We want you to plan on your calendars. We're going to be doing another full long live stream, a full episode live stream on the 8th, the Sunday, the 8th. We hope we're pretty sure 2 p.m. on the 8th. We will uh, definitely confirm this via social media. So check our social media, Facebook, Twitter to make sure. But we, we should be on the air with a live stream, like we say, a full episode live stream on the 8th. So we'd love to have you join us. Um, and that will be, uh, like we say, uh, a full episode. And it'll be a lot of fun. And we'll be doing something. I don't know what. Um, maybe we'll eat something or I don't know. We had such a great time eating the melon cookies. That this was last so time. good. Yeah, so great. So anyway, um, uh, but if you missed the live stream, there's some really funny moments in the last live stream. So check it out on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, wherever you can find our old videos. Um, we did it this last week and we had a great time, but like we say, set your calendars for the eighth. And also before we wrap it up, we want to encourage people. Um, if you are into citation needed, um, there are still tickets available to our live show. In New York, we're going to be doing two shows, two different episodes each show. So we're going to be doing a, a, an early show, and that will be two episodes. And then we'll be doing a late show, and that will be two different episodes from the early show. Right. So you could feasibly buy two tickets that night, a ticket for the early and the late show, and watch four full episodes of Citation Needed. Uh, within a couple hours, three hours worth of time. So you can go ahead and get your tickets. There's a, you can go to citationpod.com. We're going to be on uh, in uh, the um, People's Improv Theater in downtown New York. Um, we're also doing a, a, a platinum night, but I think most of those tickets are sold out currently. But you can still get general admission tickets and there's plenty of general admission tickets left and you can go and buy them uh, show up, hang out with us. We're going to have a great night that night. Four full episodes of Citation Needed. It's going to be a blast in New York City in October, October 12th. I can, I'm, I am, I've been looking forward to this all year. I've been trying to put this together all year. If you're a fan of Citation Needed, you're anywhere around the East Coast, absolutely check us out. We can't wait to meet you guys. So that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter mommy issue hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician double bubble toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative acupunctuating pressurized stereogram pyramidal free energy healing water downward spiral brain dead pan sales pitch late night info docutainment. 
Leo Pisces, Cancer Cures, Detox, Reflex, Foot Massage, Death and Towers, Tarot Cars, Psychic Healing, Crystal Balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, Aliens, Churches, Mosques and Synagogues, Temples, Dragons, Giant Worms, Atlantis, Dolphins, Truthers, Birthers, Witches, Wizards, Vaccine Nuts, Shaman Healers, Evangelists, Conspiracy, Doublespeak, Stigmata, Nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.